Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 39 of Law School in Brief. My name is Megan, and my co-host is... Lydia! Hi! Hey, Lydia! How's it going? Um, I'm eating a cake right now for breakfast. Sweet! That almost sounds celebratory. Um, yeah. I mean, I had leftover cake and eating it for breakfast. It's cheesecake, <laughs> so it feels like... It's like just having cream cheese on a bagel, right? Right. Same thing. Okay. Well, if it wasn't intended to be celebratory, I have yes. a reason for it to be celebratory. Yes. Cake. So, dear listeners, this rinky dink podcast that Lydia and I put together a long time ago now, it feels, um, reached a big milestone this past week. Actually, two big milestones, but I'm going to start with, with uh, my favorite one. We have our first overt critic on Ooh. Apple Podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so the podcast has officially reached an audience that uh, that spans uh, further than our immediate friend group and family members who are just obviously going to give us good <laughs> feedback. We we now officially know that we have listeners who who listen to us, disagree with us and don't like us. So. I mean, we do sometimes start the episodes um, loyal and disloyal followers. That's true. You know? So <laughs> we welcome all. I try to cast a wide net. Yeah, absolutely. So we are celebrating that that milestone because, first of all, it's hilarious, um, and second of all, it means that the podcast has just grown and grown. And so uh, the second big milestone actually is evidence of this. We are just about at 5,000 episode downloads. So close. So close. So close. I think we're going to cross it this week. 4,883. Yeah! <laughs> approximately. Not approximately. Exactly. <laughs> Not to put too fine a point on it, but... So, you know, Lydia and I were talking a little bit before the beginning of the episode, and we thought that being that these two big milestones occurred this week, it would be a good time to kind of refresh everybody's memory about who we are and what we're doing. Um, first of all, if you're listening to this episode, thank you for tuning in and sticking with us. Um, but Lydia and I did not create this podcast to be essentially like an echo chamber of praise for ourselves. <laughs> Um, <laughs> while we do enjoy that, it, it is, it was not our intention. Um, we also don't exist though, to be a podcast that is like completely edited and tailored and cons and giving considerate advice about law school. So if you're here for that, we apologize. <laughs> um, yeah. Lydia, do you have yeah, anything I, to say? Um, yeah, we, I think we're more just like cataloging our experiences, narrating the the full three years of law school and whatever people get out of that, I think it maybe would help people prepare for law school on an emotional level, more so than like the actual tips and tricks. Although our episodes about organization are the most downloaded ones, like maybe people <laughs> really want that like stuff, but I will just quickly plug um, Reddit. I did not ever use Reddit before I was applying to law school, but it is just a trove of um, tips about law school and strategies about doing well and um, 
like if you want to learn like the lingo of law school, if you, you know, don't know any lawyers, you know, it's free to use and it, it's just years and years of advice from like thousands of people. So you have to kind of sift through it. But um, like if you're looking for specific advice, you can post something or find someone's post that is like speaking from an experience that's similar to your own. There's only so much that we expect you'll have in common with us. But that is my plug for advice. Yeah, if you're looking if you're looking for really good advice, Reddit's the place. Probably not here, <laughs> unless you ask us a pointed, direct question. Yeah, email in, us anytime. Email us anytime, and we would be happy to address your question. <laughs> totally. Um, but you know, uh, if you wanted to go rate and review us on Apple, <laughs> I don't know if Lydia, I, Lydia, I suspect that you are not nearly as hung up on our rating dip because of the two star rating uh, as I am. All. Oh, I am completely <laughs> obsessed. Oh um, so help. <laughs> That's so all cute. I'm going to say about that. I wish I could share this cake with you. Yeah, I wish it's you could a, too. It's a uh, Basque burnt cheesecake from the Bon Appetit recipe. Oh and I highly recommend just think of cake and don't think about ratings. Who cares? Okay. A, yeah. Just cake. Just cake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Lydia. Yeah. Last week was your first week of summer break and mm -hmm. you used it to apply to an MBA program and to transfer <laughs> schools. Do we have any updates on that? So this was my second week of vacation. <sighs> I can't believe it's Friday. I literally was tying up so many loose ends. My goal was to like just casually do all of that last week and then just relax all week this week. And I definitely relaxed over the weekend, but kind of treated the week as like the time to get more done. I can't, I just, I can't believe it because I have I'm I'm not gonna get into any of these things that I'm spending all of my vacation applying for. It's just like, you know, when you're taking a risk on your future and it's like, well, I have to put in the effort to take the risk, but you know it's like a slim chance. Um That's pretty much how I felt the entire time I was applying to law school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a three month big energy. Right. Um, but I have most of my applications complete and um I you know, I was trying to get into a summer class and it seems like I might actually be able to do that. So I have made progress on all fronts. It, and I also spent a lot of time this week writing a poem and I haven't really? done that in a long time. And I oh feel good gosh. about it. I wrote a Sestina. Are you gonna read us the poem? No, oh. I can, maybe I can read it later, but it's for someone's birthday. Actually, oh. his birthday's today. So happy birthday, Chase. Um, his wife asked, his wife, Lauren, had a great idea to ask us all to write poems and send them to him on postcards. Um, and I love that idea so much. It's so creative for quarantine. Um, yeah, maybe I'll ask his permission to read it or something. Great. Happy birthday. Heck yeah. What have you been up to, man? Me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so... I think last week I was talking about oral arguments and either I had just, yeah, I had, I had done my oral argument and I was preparing for moot court competition. 
Um, so the moot court competition was on Tuesday. Mm, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, and so basically it went pretty well, I think. So here's, here's the whole jam with moot court at Elon specifically. Um, and I think I touched on this a little bit last week, so I hope this isn't too much of a repeat. Um, but you know, you, you compete in this intramural moot court competition, which is like a standalone competition, but also acts as a tryout, so to speak for the moot court board. Mm. So I did not realize this, but they award the top 10 highest oralists. So highest like speakers, um, you actually get like ranked and given an award, um, which, which is not something that I realized going in. And I'm glad I didn't realize that because I think there would have been a lot of pressure. Mm. Um, and then to make it onto the moot court board, they take into consideration your, uh, your score for your oral argument, as well as your appellate brief grade and your GPA. Okay. So, so in like, an alternative reality where maybe you are in the top 10 oralists, but like, let's say you like really shit the bed on your brief and like have a low GPA. You might not get on moot court board. I'm making this up by the way, too. This is just, I read through the rules and this is what it seems like to me. Mm. Um, so, uh, my, so, and also listeners, there, there are two different kinds of arguments that you're making. You're making your on brief argument and your off brief argument. And that's the competition. You have 10 minutes to speak for each. So 20 minutes total. Wow. Yeah. Um, which I was used to because I'd been doing that. But I had never had to argue the opposite side. And I had spent so much time convincing myself I was right that it was hard to switch gears and do an entire 10-minute argument as though How did you I do? was wrong. So, <laughs> so I'll say this. My on-brief argument, I think, went really, really well. Um, the judges gave us feedback at the end and like, I got some pretty high praise from some of the judges and I felt really confident going into the off brief. The off brief argument did not go as well, (laughs) but it's totally like, it's totally okay. Um, because it was a, it was a challenge for me and I knew it would be a challenge for anybody doing it. Um, so the, the off brief, I, uh, I had for the first time ever a cold bench, meaning judges were not asking me any questions. I think that's worse. It is a thousand. Like I got three minutes in and I started to sweat. I was like, oh my God, like if they don't ask me a single question, I do not know how to keep my composure because if they don't ask me, like I have. You just have to talk for 10 minutes. You just have to talk. But I had, I had built my argument. So the way that I have my argument laid out, especially for that particular like side, I was anticipating probably only having to talk like off of this memorized script for maybe three to four minutes. If I read the script or if I just like blurted it out, I probably would only be talking for six minutes. Ah. <laughs> so I... Because I, I, yeah, so I built in buffer time thinking there was never going to be a situation where I didn't get asked any questions. So Lydia, I literally got five minutes into my argument and I realized if nobody asks me a question, the next paragraph is my conclusion and I am fucked. 
Did you do the thing where you're like, you might be wondering if blah, 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 and just ask yourself questions? No, I didn't. But I did start to make things up on the fly to fill in space. Whoa. Four minutes of spontaneous oration? Well, no, because thank God they finally six minutes in asked me a question. And I was able to then kind of do, you know, like the conversational volley back and forth. Um, I forget what they asked me, but they asked me some really hard questions. Um, and it got to the very end. I saw my time was up. And so I said, you know, your honor, I see my time is up. May I briefly answer your question and conclude? They said, yes. And so I just like word vomited my, (laughs) my entire conclusion out. And it was like off script completely. And in the heat of the moment, I used the word besmirched. (laughs) No, but like not in a good way. I think I said something like, you know, um, to uphold the lower court's decision would be to just to to besmirch the congressional intent of the Americans with Disabilities Act. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, my God. And I just I don't think that that's very embarrassing at all. That's a that's a nice little SAT word there. Oh, well, thank you. Um, But anyway, so I felt like I felt really confident after the first argument. I felt much less confident after the second, but I thought to myself, okay, I think like combining those scores, I probably did fairly well. Um, and then well, today, did you, did you get one of the top 10 spots? I did not. I, I did will not. fight them. <laughs> no, here's the, the, here's the thing. Here's, one. <laughs> oh, well, that's so sweet of you. Okay. So they, they sent out the top 10 oralist awards today and like, I would be lying if I said I wasn't a little sad that I wasn't on the list. Cause I did think that I had a decent chance of at least yeah. like making the moot court board, um, which we won't find out until like late July, early August about that. But like, I thought I, I did like de- like well enough to be like up there. So I did not make the top 10. Um, however, you know, 76 people competed, which is Whoa. half of our class. Yeah. Um, and one of actually a few of my law school buddies were in the top 10. And so I was like super stoked for them. And I just wanted to give them a shout out. I have no idea if any of them listen to the podcast. (laughs) Um, But uh, my friend Michael and my friend Kim and the first place winner was my buddy Joseph, which just like completely rocks. Like I was so, so, so happy for him. Um, Yeah. So Congrats to all of them, and uh, we'll, you know, we have to wait like two months, but there's still a fighting chance that I could make it on this board. I just have to be somewhere between number 11 and 20 (laughs) on the ranking, Mm. so we'll see. Well, I bet that you got it. Thank you, my friend. I don't know who I'm betting against, but they're going down. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) So that's that's kind of what I've been up to. That was like really consumed the last two weeks of my life, these oral arguments in this competition. Mm-hmm. And now two weeks from today, I will be done with my one L year. So Whoa. Oh, so you were really focused on that, but now you have like kind of have to immediately switch gears to start studying for exams. Absolutely. Yeah, my evidence exam is in a week and a half. However, and I'm sorry, I realize I'm talking your ear off, but no, I want, I haven't done much this week. It's okay. so. <laughs> very good. This is a Megan week. 
Ooh, I like the sound of it. Um, I got my evidence midterm back and I was very pleased with the result. Um, cause it's, it's 40% of our grade. And so now I have 40% of my grade, like firmly planted in a slightly above average range. That's great. So it doesn't feel like the pressure is on the same way that it has in past trimesters. Cause in past trimesters, Basically, you're 100% of your grade is the final. Yeah, and that so you, is like most law schools do that. Yeah, and like so the pressure never really feels like it lets up. It feels like it just mounts and mounts and mounts until it comes yeah. to a head and you nervous cry. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like going into my into my evidence and my property finals, you know, 40 to 60% of my grade is already determined and like mm-hmm. I'm in a good spot. So I don't feel like as trembly and nervous. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I, did they do this like multiple quiz thing because of the online learning thing, just to check and make sure people are paying attention or have these classes always been like that? Do you know? So I know for, for evidence, my professor, um, I believe, well, I'm going to say, I believe, I don't know for certain cause I didn't have her for civil procedure, but a lot of my classmates had her for civil procedure and it, it was the same split from what I remember, a oh, 40% okay. midterm and a 60% final. She's just a humane person. She's just humane, yeah. And like she is <laughs> she is so so great. I cannot say nice enough things about Professor Dunham. Um, she keeps it really real. She she says that grades can be really emotional and like they can suck. And in fact, so let me get your opinion on this. Ooh. So the average okay, there were four people in my class that got a hundred percent on the midterm, which is mind boggling to me. Wow. <laughs> incredible, incredible work. But also I'm like, wow, way to go, you selfish bastards. Like that's gonna ruin <laughs> the curve. <laughs> um the, Not the necessarily. Cla- the class average was 75, right? So that's wow. And she is making the curve like set at a B. So 75 oh. would get you a B, right? Okay. Okay. So I got an 85, um, nice. which is a good spot to be in. Yeah. But I am really not a math person. So I don't understand <laughs> how, what implication this could have. So with all of that in mind, here's what she decided or is deciding to do. Okay. She, do- she wants people going into this final to like be as like, chill about it as possible right so she proposed to the class that she would make if you got a 75 or or if you got lower than a 75 which is you know a decent amount of the class she would move your midterm grade up to a 75 raw score going into the final in, in an effort to like kind of take the pressure off. And at first, like she announced that before we got our grades and like, <laughs> I figured I probably would have like an average grade. So I was like, yeah, sounds great. Why not? But now that I'm like in the upper <laughs> half of it, I'm like, wait a second, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Which feels kind of shitty, but what, like, I don't know. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts about this? I think I'm a little confused about it. M- me too. like she so so she's making everybody's raw score the lowest so essentially what she would be doing is making the lowest possible raw score on the midterm is 75 so if you got less than that you just now didn't you just got yeah yeah interesting 
It is, I mean, if, uh, if y'all were not doing grades right now, you know, know. That, it's like she's following the, that logic of like, let's treat people like humanely now because there's a global pandemic. Right. Um, but it's weird because y'all are still on this weird curve thing where like a certain percentage of your class gets booted from the school. So the stakes are kind of like very different. So it's hard. In, that, in those circumstances, it's like a little trickier. But, you know, if you, I think your consolation might be that if people did very poorly on the midterm, having that 75 isn't going to help them that much on the final because if they were that unprepared for the midterm they might also be unprepared for the final mm. like it might be the same people who are struggling and maybe maybe they'll at least pass or something instead of but i don't know how they could like really surpass you if you were that prepared for the midterm and like hmm. i don't know yeah i just i i guess i have never been in the position of being like in the higher bracket and so now i'm like <laughs> having to like reconcile with this like new elitist mentality that i have i'm like what do you mean bring the curve up? i'm like no like, keep them down there the curve is a seat <laughs> yeah right I'm like, it's not me i am of the people <laughs> but i don't know We'll see. I did write to her and say that I thought it was incredibly fair. And then I got my grade and I was like, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Let's reevaluate <laughs> this. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. The the, the curve and, and grades still sort of a mystery to me. Anybody at home listening, wondering if like I'm ever going to get it figured out. The answer is probably a no. <laughs> I don't know. There's this, uh, I keep getting advertised this app to like learn math in a visual way and the diagrams look really cool but I haven't downloaded it because I'm like well I'm just I don't think I'm going to spend my free time learning math but it would be cool to just like see to have a tool to explain the curve that's like just very like easy diagrams and you know yeah maybe I can find something like that I mean, I sure. think that mathematicians would probably argue that the visual of the curve is the easy-to-understand visual. Well, some kind of dynamic visual where you can plug in different numbers and see how it responds, and then you oh, can understand. Yeah. Like, hypothetically, if, like, eight people got a 100 and this many people got that, you know? Brittany introduced me to uh, another anxiety-inducing online tool called <laughs> G GPA Calculator, or it was, no, what like, gr that? Grade Calculator. Yeah, okay. um, so you can, like, plug in your grade on a, certain, on a certain assignment, and then it will help you figure out what you would have to get on the next assignment to get a specific oh. grade in the class. And I'm like, yeah, welcome. I think I did that, that in undergrad. <laughs> I never knew about this. Yeah. Probably for the better. I can't, I just can't imagine how like that would make me feel any better. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Maybe if I was getting straight A's and it was like, how much could I slack off and still get an A? Would that would be like the only scenario that I can imagine that would be helpful or like yeah. at least mollifying information. <laughs> but like if you're already getting straight A's, there's no way you're gonna be asking that question. Yeah, so you're not like you're not who going was to... using this calculator, yeah. <laughs> Silly. Yeah. I I okay, this is a good segue. I have a tool that okay. I downloaded. I finally downloaded Microsoft Word. What? <laughs> now that the year's over. <laughs> what prompted you? 
Um, well, I always knew I had access to it for free from the school. Right, which so, makes it as mind-boggling <laughs> why you waited this long. I didn't realize it would be so easy. Um, I thought that I would have to, like, go in. Like, in undergrad, we had to go into, like, the Information Technology Services office to get things downloaded onto our school computers, like, with a school license, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I guess I was like, I just don't want to have to trek across campus. But I was like, maybe they have a way to do it now because of, you know, the because of COVID. Yeah. And it turns out I could always have done it on my own in like two seconds. So oh. anyways, um, what prompted me was not schoolwork, but rather one of my friends who just finished a novel and I'm going to be doing some proofreading. Um and so I need to do that in Microsoft Word. <laughs> <laughs> they don't let you do it in pages. <laughs> well, I just didn't want anything to be messed up in the conversion. So, oh, yeah. what kind of novel? Nonfiction, fiction, autobiographical? Um, it is a like fantasy novel, and I read oh. the first installment. This is a sequel. It's four hundred pages. It's like so great. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I know. Are, um, is the first installment published anywhere? Like, what's the name of this novel? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. I cannot okay. reveal any of this. So I'll keep oh, it very mysterious. Very good. Yeah. Very good. But, man, it is amazing. So, I, like, people who have the discipline to, like, go home and just write a novel. Like, I hmm. don't think I'll ever do that in my entire life. You know, when you realize, like, there are just certain things that you're like, I'm just never going to do that. Because I, I just don't have that drive, that specific well, drive to do that. Yeah. You kind of have to want to do that. You can't, yeah, like, have to accidentally. have so long over and over. Have you ever heard of um, the national competition in the month of November called NaNoWriMo? Yep. Yeah, totally. I tried to do it once, and I really? made it about a week. And I what did like, you write about I, I couldn't even tell you. I don't remember. <laughs> like, I think I just blacked out and sat there and was like, all right, if we have to write 10 pages tonight, then we are writing about our dreams or like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. observations. Yeah. Oh, man. What else have I done this week? Oh, my gosh. I should have said this earlier in the episode, but I have corrections from last week's Ooh, Do tell. Okay, you know how I hinted that this paper that I'm working on with this professor is trying to abolish the curve? That was a little bit of creative license. (laughs) It is a very objective paper, and it is giving certain data about bar passage rates in different states uh, under different conditions. Um, And it is not explicitly arguing (laughs) that we should abolish the curve. I was projecting (laughs) onto that. Um, So I I don't want to misrepresent that. I also completely got my numbers wrong. Duke's um, loan repayment assistance program Mm -hmm. is 60K and Harvard's is 48K. So I had them totally mixed up. (laughs) Me thinking that Harvard had a more generous LRAP than duke and northwesterns is at 45k like i some of them are just quite low and some of them are much more um generous so so you're applying to duke (laughs) is what i'm hearing i'm more inclined to look into it now um but 
wow, I just want to say sorry to everyone for not fact checking. Um, and please let that be a lesson to do your own research. And this podcast is just for entertainment, not for legal advice or really any advice. Right. We will, we've said it once. We'll say it a million more times. <laughs> Ugh. Um, okay. Other updates. I have such a good development in my life. Tell um, this is one of those things. How often do you just like, maybe we've both deleted our Facebooks. I feel like I did this more when I had a Facebook, but you just kind of like put something into the universe. Like, Hey, does anyone out there blah, 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 blah. And like, see what comes up. Like anybody have like a blender I could borrow that kind of thing. You ever um, do that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I posted in our one L group me and was like, did anyone have to leave St. Louis last minute and did they leave their car here? And do you need someone to just like watch over your car and maybe like drive it sometimes so to keep the battery going? <laughs> you know, I can maintain it and keep the air, the pressure in the tires, like whatever. And I was like, this is just, I'm just putting this out there because there's no way I'm going to have access to a car otherwise. Yeah. Like, sure, no one's going to respond, but like at least it's out there someone responded dude shout out to Alex. that thank really? you dude like i'm gonna have access to a car this summer i'm not gonna use it that much obviously um only occasionally to kind of escape my small radius that i walk and bike around but man i just like quarantine with access quarantine to a car yeah and now I can take my laundry to Ashlyn and Dee Dee's apartment. I am just expanding. Like, <laughs> the like world has the been software. cracked open for you. I know. It's the little things, man. Like, So that's like a huge high. And it also is making me think like, wow, I, in moments like that, I feel so grateful to be like from like a working class situation or just to not be so rich that I could have just bought a car because... Um, like the gratitude that I felt and like just knowing like wow a friend like would do that for me and for no reason like yeah wow. like it just feels so amazing I'm like well, I can really feel the like friend to love there because mm. like I would absolutely not have in any circumstances had access to a car so it's like the only thing like standing in between me and like this amazing resource is like a human who chose to do that for me, not money, you know, exactly. Like, that's so cool. Um, less cool when it's like, you need to pay for a medical bill or something, <laughs> but cool right. in this kind of scenario to be able to connect to humans like that. So, um, man, what else is going on with my, Oh, medical thing. Um, could I actually interject really quick? Yeah, yeah. Because I just got a bit of breaking news. What? Okay. Um, I imagine you just like touching the earpiece <laughs> in your ear. <laughs> breaking news. No. So Brittany just texted me. iMessage popped up on my computer. I don't usually have my phone when we record, but iMessage is up there. And in all caps, we are about to be cheering for Brittany because she just got a clerkship with... Whoa. With the Supreme Court of North Carolina for our Whoa. winter term. Already? Uh, clerkship Oh, already? yeah. Holy oh, God. yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, Brittany, shout out, my dude. That is crazy cool. I'm so proud of her. Oh, so she won't come to class. She'll be doing, like, 
full-time clerkship, like during yeah, that well, second trimester of the year? Uh, yeah, that's what okay. uh, either second or third trimester of the second year, everybody does um, like a, an internship. Um, oh. Yeah, that's Elon is like super hands-on. So at some point next year, I'm not going to be in the classroom. I'm going to be like working. Um, cool. Anyway, so yeah, uh, if you want to do like the, um, if you wanted to do a judicial externship, you had to apply for that in April and they only take like the top tiny percent of the class or whatever. Wow. Um, yeah, so really? she just all caps texted, like thrilled. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> shout out to Brittany. Happy birthday to Chase. This is a very celebratory episode. <laughs> We're eating cheesecake for breakfast. Yes. It's good. Let's hear about your medical issues. Oh, also, I don't think I had realized this, but now this paper that I was working on is published. So that's another thing to celebrate. So I can cool. share that too. That's so cool. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I guess I could have talked about it more, but oh well. Um, let me see. Can I read part of the abstract? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. This is from my professor, Kyle Rosema. I study the effects of requiring lawyers to pass the bar exam on whether they are later publicly disciplined for misconduct. In the 1980s, four states began to require graduates from all law schools to pass the bar exam by abolishing what is known as a diploma privilege. My research design exploits these events to estimate the effect of the diploma privilege on the share of lawyers who receive public sanctions by state discipline bodies. And then it Ooh. goes on to say that. But yeah, that was our research. So that's why I projected my <laughs> agenda onto it. That actually um, sounds really interesting. It really is. Yeah. So, wow, this is just a great episode. This is a great episode. Way to go. I'm getting breaking news, man. <laughs> breaking all caps news. I just, I'm just like amazed that Brittany already has a clerkship. That's wild. Yeah. Well, none I of think us have applied for anything yet. Elon's, um, uh, like re they call it your, your residency. Um, everybody has to do the residency. And the fact that it happens while other schools are like, currently in session i think definitely oh, gives yeah. us a leg up because they're just yeah. picking from the elon pool um, that is very cool yeah it is really cool really really I, cool northeastern has a similar kind of thing where you do these co-ops like during the year when other mm -hmm. people are at school yeah it'd be cool to see a list of like schools that did that because i imagine certain people would want to like only apply to schools like that i mean that was a big reason for why i chose elon mm -hmm. I was yeah. like, wow, like during the year, hands-on practice? What? Yeah. And that means that like, I mean, we couldn't have predicted that COVID was going to happen. But, you know, a lot of my classmates don't have internships. And it's not, it cuts across like no discernible line. Like I know people who are at the tippity top of our class who don't have an internship. Um, right. Yeah, because theirs got canceled and like, you know, whatever. Um yeah. And it's going to suck. So they're just like doing online classes. But the fact that we have the uh, residency coming up next year kind of will fill that void. Um, mm. Because then when they're applying for their second year summer internships, um, they, they have experience. It's not like they will have been without any experience. That um, makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there are some silver linings here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um... Anything okay, else? I had, yeah, I had another high. Um, 
Okay, so Carr writing a poem, and then um, I guess now this paper being published, and then okay, so I mentioned a couple of weeks ago in the podcast that it was like I had this like medical thing, but it was no big deal, and mm-hmm. I, it is no big deal, but I just like haven't been able to just like get rid of it, um, mm-hmm. and I know what it was, so I just I just wanted to deal with it through telehealth. I did not want to go into a clinic for something small. Right. Like I didn't want to go in person anywhere because I'm like, I I know what I need. Like if I were experiencing mysterious conditions, I would probably risk it. But I just didn't want to risk it, so I just kept trying to kick it on my own. Anyways, um, I was spending so much time trying to navigate my insurance. This has been just a week of like dealing with bureaucracies, like insurance and school administration and stuff. And um, so my healthcare plan has these like virtual visits but not for my student plan and I was like okay I like called the school clinic and they don't have any kind of telehealth options but Mm -hmm. they're like well we have a separate door for people who are experiencing these symptoms and I'm like well that would be great if everyone who had COVID like exhibited symptoms but right not everyone does so that's not great and I was like you know what I wonder how expensive it is to just not use my insurance for this, not use my school system. And I found University of Missouri has these video visits that are $59 flat. It's like, I don't know if it's 24 seven, but I signed up for it at like 10 PM when I saw it. Cause I had like gotten the like response back from the insurance that I like wasn't, I didn't qualify for these like virtual visits. And I was like, okay, I'll make an account now in the morning. I'll like make an appointment, whatever. It was like, you log in and there's just physicians waiting and you just click on one. You're connected by video. You like fill out some forms, obviously, but like 15 minutes later, and then you like choose the pharmacy that you want. Wow. Like prescriptions, like get sent to and talked with this guy. He was great. It was done. in like, this is, this is happening at like. 10 p.m. dude and then the next morning the pharmacy brought the medicine to my house this pharmacy kismet pharmacy in university city if you're in st louis listening to this this pharmacy is great dude (laughs) they're just like google them they're so cute kismet pharmacy they also are a general store you know um but yeah they do free home delivery so i was like this was incredible i think that healthcare should be socialized instead of being tied to employment, et cetera. But I will concede that sometimes the private option is so superior to like what you can get through insurance. I was just like shocked, but also it's like, I knew already what I had and what I needed. And, you know, so that's, that's different than like using, using a virtual visit to like actually diagnose or something, something, you know? So But that was just a huge high because I was like, I should have done this weeks ago. But I just didn't. I just thought my options were like clinic, you know, or no clinic. (sighs) Well, I Googled Kismet Pharmacy and you are absolutely right. It's very cute. cute. It's very cute. (laughs) The like owner. And so the, the owner and like pharmacist like was the one who delivered the medicine to my house and was like, do you have any questions? It was crazy. And I was thinking like, there's no way that this can like scale up because like home, like free home delivery, like no extra charge. And like, you know, the time it takes for him to like answer people's questions. And then I was like, Oh my gosh, 
he's not trying to scale up. He's just trying to like provide a service to the community and have his like good pharmacy. And it was like just mind blowing to be so, like, here's a business that's not just trying to infinitely scale like under the logic of capitalism, but just like actually be like a small business that's just part of the community. I love it. Oh, and in looking at their website, it's like they're a general store too. Yeah, you can just drop by for like snacks and with plenty of local products and company offerings ranging from unique foods, snacks, beverages, <laughs> on the go to your daily cleaning supplies and more. I know. I won't be going shopping in there anytime soon, but um yeah, I thought it was a good idea. Um so that was a high just like getting things taken care of. <laughs> Very good. I don't my low just yeah just bureaucracies and like not really feeling like I really made the most use of my break but today and this weekend like I'm not doing productive things like period so that feels great like anything that needs to be done can wait until later and like I will be outside and going to get this car and like maybe going for a drive it's just amazing I feel really like lucky I think that's a great a great note to end the this week's episode on because you don't have enough updates I guess you you told me most of your updates yeah oh yeah those were all my updates okay okay yeah Yeah. man well Well, buddy have a good rest of your Friday thanks I will I will do my darndest and the next time uh, you talk to me I will be done with my 1L classes and preparing wow. for my finals. I know. Wow. Wow. wow, wow. Are you yeah. going to be preparing for your finals by writing any hypos or anything for the podcast? Or <laughs> no, no because my finals are my evidence final is 100% multiple choice. Whoa. Yeah, I know. So I've been drilling myself on multiple choice questions. Oh, okay. Um, and my property final is half multiple choice, half uh, writing, I believe. Gotcha, so gotcha. yeah, I think uh, no hypos this time. But okay. <laughs> yeah. <Sounds good. laughs> yeah. All right, buddy. Bye. Bye. Bye, friends.